I'm Amy. Hey, I'm Erica. Sorry we missed you at happy hour this week. Oh yeah, you weren't there. Bummer. But no worries, we've got you covered. Yeah, we're rewinding this week's happy hour chat. The dish on pop culture. True crime. Hot topics in the news. And of course, podcasts. So, pour yourself a glass and... Cheers! You're listening to Happy Hour Rewind. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, whatever you say, and welcome back (laughs) to Happy Hour Rewind. I'm Amy Randolph. That's Erica Jarvis sitting across the table from me. Uh, happy Hong Kongsmas. Oh, I, I Just see. Just really calling it all in. I had to wrap it up with the happy holidays there because I knew, you'll never remember all of it. Festivus. For the rest of us. Uh-huh. Um, Whatever the Wiccans do this time of year. <laughs> whatever the pagans are celebrating or anti-celebrating. Or just like, what's up, December? Yeah. <laughs> End of the year. Goodbye, 2019. Yeah, like it's basically time to make New Year's resolutions. Which I started yesterday. Oh, yeah, that's right. How's that going? Oh, well, Just you know. Just starting to draft? Well, yesterday was the day I was like, all right, well, you get about two more weeks to be a fat ass before you have to feel <laughs> real guilty about it and try not to eat for the first week of January. You have two weeks to eat, drink, spend all of the money, uh-huh. be uh-huh. lazy, don't mm-hmm. go to the gym, sleep in, and then January, not first. No one ever tackles Starts their... on the first. No, you, you got to get over the New Year hangover first. Absolutely. And then... You, on the second and third, you're like, let me ease in. And by the fifth, you're like, if I don't do it now, it's literally not happening. That it's not happening. Is that potentially why this is the most wonderful time of the year? Because uh-huh. we're all the most, like, gluttonous, gluttonous yes. and slovenly. And just oh. being like, whatever, it's the holidays. <laughs> it was the holidays. holidays. No, it's so true. At work, we just did this huge cookie swap, cookie change. <laughs> was helping my coworker for an hour like swapping cookies. We had people coming to help out and they'd be like, all right, I guess I'm done. I was like, well, take a cookie to go <laughs> for your work. And they're like, oh no, I can't. I'm like, oh, you can't. You just played with like a thousand cookies. Like take one. You've got calories through you, osmosis. Anyway, you right? may as well put a cookie in your mouth. 100%. It's just, that's what everyone was saying. There were cookies in meetings. There's been candy in meetings. Oh yeah. And I'm like, y'all, My conference off. room at work is just littered with puppy chow, candy, oh, nice. brownies, cookies. It just keeps piling in. Oh, but there's only just a couple more days and then no work until the new year. And then fucking vacation. I'm going to be really mad when people start saying things like, see you next year. Ugh. Just like, I'll see you after the holidays. I do. Look. I like camaraderie. Yeah. I like to be friends in the office. But I do hate how unproductive everybody is, like January 2nd or January 3rd when you come back. Because you can't just be like, hey, Joe, so did you get that report done that I've been looking <laughs> the for? TPS you got to go, hey, Joe, how was your holiday? <laughs> did you do anything fun for New Year's? And then you got to listen to their fucking story. And then they ask you, so you have to talk. And you're in the back of your mind like, I just want to know where we are in that status of that report. Yeah, like I wish it was July 15th and I could be like, hey, fuckhead, you done? <laughs> But I have to, you know, be in the spirit. <laughs> well, speaking of in the spirit at work, we've just been – my team is all about, like, team activities and, you know, coloring cards for each other for different departments. I see your oh, eyes. I know. It goes against I, every I, fiber of my being. So, like, I participated in the cookie swap this year and not even, like, brought cookies. I baked cookies. You sure did. And then today at work, they were like, hey, you know, one of our teams didn't get enough, like – holiday cards with their cookies so like in this team meeting here are some crayons here is Nuh-uh. and i 
You're telling me lies, Erica Lee Jarvis. I would never lie to you about this. But second, I need you to know how good of a person I am. Not only did I participate, <laughs> I opened up my laptop and played Christmas music for everybody. Then I leaned in and was like, what's everyone's plans for the holiday? You sure did. I just huh? feel like we need to talk about that. That's major growth for me. Or just a ball of lies. Probably. But You're like I mentioned, face. it is the spirit of Christmas. And one of our favorite spirits is... Ooh, alcohol. Sure. So, Amy, is. cheers to drink of the week. Cheers, my friend. Did you hear that terrible cry from your cat? My podcat is having a week. We'll get there. <laughs> it was terrifying. She did just let out the most pitiful little moan. I yes. don't know what her problem is. I can't see her. No, but why don't you tell me what you're drinking instead? Okay, that's happier. Um, I'm having a pinotage. Yeah. I love pinotages, which someone brought up to me. It's a blend, which means it's a mutt wine. It is love. It is not a pure blood uh, beverage, but whatever. I like yeah. a pinotage, which is, um, what is it? It's Pinot Noir, and I don't know what the Taj part is. Does that just mean it's a blended Pinot yeah, Noir? Yeah, I think so. Because like a Meritage is a Merlot that's yeah. blended. Have you ever heard of a cabotage? A cabotage. <laughs> Sabotage. Sabotage. Sabotage, cabotage. <laughs> we should make that with, with our happy hour winery oh, yeah, that we're right. coming up oh, with. We gotta get that? on that. Yeah, New Year. <laughs> new Year, new us. Yeah, we'll put it on the list. Maybe a new podcast. We'll see how we feel. It's about average <laughs> at this rate. It is. Anyway, this Pinotage is called The Grinder. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a really cute label, which is why I bought it Always. in the store. And it's got a lot of notes of coffee and chocolate in yeah. it. Or excited, like mocha and um, and chocolate. So I think this is something, since I took a sip already and I enjoy, my mom would love this. Ooh. So I think maybe at Christmas I'll grab a couple of bottles and bring it up to Leesburg for her. Nice. That's a good idea. Yeah. What are you drinking over there? Uh, 7-Eleven Pinot Noir Girl. from Mark West. Oh, it's, it's Mark West. Oh, it's yeah, a good one. It doesn't taste 100% great. Mm-hmm. Well, you because bought it at 7-Eleven. You don't know how long to, it's been on that exactly shelf. That's what I was about to say. But it'll get the job done for the show. <laughs> I will persevere and push through. Gosh, I just love your spirit. Thank you so much. It's Christmas magic. <laughs> Holiday magic. <laughs> Do you remember that from the Phillips file? Our favorite radio um, after, local afternoon talk show that has gone kaput since the host retired no i don't recall that because i didn't listen to it as often as you did well this time of year they had a game that they played every day during right at drive time like at 5 30 called closest to the pin that i remember you know closest to the pin but if somebody guessed an answer right on the money they would play this sound effect that they had where it went holiday magic (laughs) and like everyone would get excited they'd be like i got it because it's christmas time hit the button holiday magic okay that's cute um that makes no sense to any person who didn't live in orlando from like 1980 to 2017 so sorry it's probably most of our our, dozens of listeners um, stats account we have lately Mm -hmm. Had quite a lot of listeners over in Europe, like Portugal, Bulgaria, Lithuania, Sweden. Guys, if that is you, welcome. Bienvenue. (laughs) Hola. Bonjour. Bonjour. Arrivederci. I don't, I'm so sorry, but um, thank you for joining us from all around the world. Yeah. We appreciate you and we drink with you. Yes. Cheers to you guys. Right. All right. So well, that was lovely of you. Thank you. Um, I told you. I've changed. <laughs> you Whether have. or not we say friends after this is just really a crapshoot here. It's looking bad for you. I got to tell you, I'm not this friendly. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, But before we end this friendship, 
Uh, why don't you tell me what your shot of the week is? So with our shot of the week, it's things that we are obsessed with or things that we really loved in like the last mm-hmm. week or so. Or just crazy or shit that crazy happened. Crazy shit that's happened. I will say my family came down to visit about a week and a half ago mm-hmm. and we did a full Disney day, went into the parks, got some holiday magic in our system, mm-hmm. but we stayed at the Grand Floridian, which is like, if you haven't been to Walt Disney World before, it's the Pista Resistance yeah, Resort. Yeah, it's like the nicest hotel. It's the nicest one we have. Um... We got a room upgrade to like a theme park view. And I will say, waking up with the sun pouring in, hearing the boats on the water, seeing Magic Kingdom in the distance was some seriously great, like, pop of just like, oh, this is no so awesome. You got pixie dusted. I got pixie dusted. I went back to the work next day. It was gone. <laughs> but <laughs> that shit don't last long. It's just the dust. The next morning I was talking to my mom and I was like, I swear to God, getting up this morning, I could hear the boats on the water still. And she was like, oh, me too. Like Aww. we missed it so much already. But it was such a really fun day and night with my parents and just great conversation and just like some three like adult kiddos hanging out in the parks just seeing some Christmas things. I really loved it. And it's like my favorite part of the holidays. The parks when they come down. are for uh, adults too. Yes. Childless millennials. Chil- child millennials. Yeah, child millennials of, of boomer parents without children. Yeah. Come on in. Your yeah. money's green. No, it was so good. I really loved it. And it was just like a really special Yay. day. And night. Yeah. That's lovely. Thanks. We watched the fireworks from our balcony. It was like with some wine. You and everyone that lives behind the Magic Kingdom, don't be fancy. Oh, yeah. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'll take my fancy. Elsewhere, Amy, what is your shot of the week? So my shot, bringing it back around to the podcast, she had an experience this week. And I kind of have a PSA for pet owners. So my poor little baby kitty has been scratching at her face for like a while now and giving herself bumps on her head. And it's just like, it's annoying to... You know, it's annoying for her. her it makes my heart break to know she's so uncomfortable. And I have a vet that I've been taking both my cats to for years. And he kept telling me that she had ear mites. And I'm like, it's an indoor cat. And he's insisting that they, she's got ear mites. So, okay. So I kept, you know, for a while getting her new eardrops, yep. bringing them home, putting them in. And it kind of seemed to take care of the problem. But she really flared up again the last couple of weeks. And I was like, you know what? This vet, yeah. I'm going to walk in the door with this cat and he's just going to hand me my eardrops and turn me right back around. Yeah. So I I got a new – I got a second opinion. Yes, from a, as you do. From a doctor that I hadn't ever taken the cats to before that was recommended to me. And uh, she took this new doctor, you know, looks her over and takes one look at her and says, I don't think we're dealing with ear mites. Mm. And then she swabbed her ears and she tested them. They're right. They weren't. But she stood and really listened to me and asked yeah. me a lot of questions about my animal, which the other doctor didn't do ever. Uh, in fact, wouldn't listen to me if I would try to interject and say, well, sometimes she does this or it's like that. Um, but this new doctor asked me so many questions and we narrowed it down. She's got some sort of allergy. We haven't gone through the full allergy testing to figure out exactly what it is, but we're now on, you know, a round of medications, which she hates. And, uh, the first time I gave her, her, um, or liquid medication in her mouth and she started foaming. It was one of the most terrifying moments of my life. But we got through that. Anyway, my point being like a second opinion is so worth it. Yeah. And just like, uh, you know, I'm sure mothers feel like this with their human babies. Yeah. But you know your pet or your baby better than anybody else does. Even, and I, I make the mistake really easily of like just listening to the doctor. They know they got the degree and I don't. But no, go get that second opinion from somebody else if it's not working or if you're just watching your animal and going like, 
I don't know how you could be getting ear mites, but there's definitely something wrong with you. Let's go somewhere else. Yeah. So my little one is not scratching her face off for the holidays. Oh, thank God. It's the it moral really of that story. Watch. I know, right? It really breaks your heart. Yeah. Well, I'm glad she's on the meds. It's not fun giving them to her. No, it's it's really not. Cats. And as somebody who has allergies, kiddo, I get it. I feel you, little kitty. They suck. I know. Poor thing. We'll We'll get her fixed up. Right. So let's roll in. Let's do it. And let's bring you guys up to speed on all the things that we have been talking about this week at our happy hour chats. Yeah. One of them being we just bought tickets the other day. Yes. For one of our favorite podcasts Uh that goes on tour. True Crime Obsessed. It's so meta. Podcasters going to attend a live podcast. Podcast. We're so excited. We grabbed Beth, best friend of the pod, Beth. Best friend of the pod. She's coming with us. We just got her hooked on that show too and she has been devouring every episode. Yes. And so Watch What Crappens is coming. We're going to get tickets to that. Super getting tickets. That's our second favorite podcast. Absolutely. But like seeing a podcast live is kind of a new thing and has become really popular lately. A lot of podcasts go on tour. A lot. I would say Pod Save America might have been the first yeah. to really do it. Watch Your Crap Ends is constantly out on the road. I give those guys a lot of credit. Mm-hmm. Um, but now a lot of um, newer podcasts are doing that. Jackie Schimmel's going out on the road with the Bitch Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think there's obviously like a self-produced podcast like ours. We're probably never going to wind up doing a live show. You know, uh, thinking about um, what ails you podcast. They throw a lot of events yeah. locally. And I think they record pieces from their show there but you know getting a venue getting someone to facilitate selling the tickets getting marketing out there you've got to have like a production company behind you to do that um speaking of my favorite murder my other favorite podcast i actually attended a live show already with best friend of the pod beth uh, a couple years ago so this will be my second live podcast attending my first and your first i'm so excited but uh, what most of these podcasts do when they go on the road is they record their live show and they release it as an episode. Yeah. So, you know, their listeners at home, the listeners in the audience get this special opportunity to be there live, you know, to be part of the laugh track yes. in the background. But then listeners at home still get to partake in the great stories that yeah. these podcasters are telling. And then you being in the audience get to then go back and listen and be like, I remember I that. I was, I was there. there. That's me screaming. Yeah. It's a really great full circle For experience. Sure. For sure. So, you know, one of our Bravo celebrities that I think we've both had a love-hate relationship with. Correct. And we've definitely talked to her about, about her on our podcast before. Yeah, some of the first episodes. Stassi Schroeder from Vanderpump Rules. Yes. Uh, yeah, we talk about her all the time because she's not just a reality star now. She's also a podcaster. Uh-huh. She's an author. Yep. And now star of her own web series. Totally. So, oh, and a, and a winemaker. Yes. So... You know, she Which played what was like a boom of her celebrity uh, from being on the reality show into several other businesses that, you know, probably once her show goes off the air, interest in her will most likely wane. But right now she's at an absolute peak. Yes. So she makes sense. She's got a production company she works for with her podcast. Yep. So to hear Stassi Schroeder is doing live podcasts makes me zero surprised. What totally. about you? Yeah, no, none at all. Like, she can be pretty charismatic on the show. So, Mm -hmm. like, might as well see her tour. And sometimes she does a lot of podcasts where she talks into the ether or she interviews people. So I could see her doing either or on tour. And she came to Orlando recently. Yeah, I didn't didn't know that. I completely had missed that. But if I had known, I would have 
maybe thought for a second about getting tickets. I thought. And then we didn't. And then I just didn't. But the thing is, I think we're okay that we didn't. There's been some conversation going out there about Stassi's live show, especially because she's wrapping up this first leg and a new leg of the podcast tour is starting in 2020. And it's not really a podcast. It's It's not. Just a conversation with. So you and I kicked off having this conversation because I was scrolling through Facebook and one of the like reality TV show groups that I'm in, somebody in the group posted, um, hey guys, this may be an unpopular opinion, but I attended Stasi's live podcast in LA last night and I want my money back. Yes. Discuss. And by the time I had read this post, there were like 150 comments yeah. already. So I tagged you into it so that you could like go back and read. But all of these comments were people jumping in and saying, I saw the show too, like not impressed. Yeah. It was boring. It was awkward. It was all of these things. And then one or two people jumping in like, I loved it. That was the greatest thing I've ever experienced. (laughs) Hi, Ashley. (laughs) Hi, Ashley. (laughs) So anyway, you and I were talking about it. And through reading the – so I've not seen any video of the podcast. Obviously, I didn't attend. Yeah. But what I learned through the comments – is that first of all, she's not recording these episodes yeah. for uh, to be released, which means she doesn't have to change up her material on tour. So yep. she's essentially going on tour with this chat cast and doing the same two and a half hour chat over and over and over and expecting audiences to just fall madly in love with it. Yeah, and she's bringing on her best friend, Taylor Strecker, who has her own podcast, A Taste of Taylor, and her own everyday like radio show that mm-hmm. you can subscribe to and her boyfriend Bo who we've seen on the show and he's pretty charismatic himself and what feels like special guest is just like no this is the show we bring out Taylor we do shots we have fun we gab and then Bo comes out and we do something silly and it feels very wash rinse repeat from everything that I've ever heard but two and a half hours go fuck yourself go fuck yourself and I also was reading that I well, take five days to listen to a podcast that takes two and a half hours, just so everyone's clear. Oh, I don't start those. <laughs> um, but I, I was books. also reading <laughs> – those are called audiobooks. Um, I was also reading, though, that while you can stick a camera in her face and she's very charismatic, alone on a stage that, a that story. doesn't translate in a live theater yeah. atmosphere. And when she's far away from you and sitting on her couch, like being really funny, I guess, to a, a live audience – it's not nearly as engaging as she'd hoped. So, you know, it's possible with her second tour that she might like regroup and take a note and Hopefully. come up with something better. But the whole idea of like every podcast hasn't really made it till you have a live show. I'm wondering if it's like detrimental to the production value of live podcasts. Oh, yeah. I think so. I mean, live is so difficult. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Tell me about she it. wants to make it a production. Whereas I think a lot of people just sit at a table and do their podcast at the audience. Mm-hmm. And her trying to make it a show, then it's not a podcast. Yes. It's just come hang out with Stassi. Her podcast is like sort of a, a passive one anyway because she's kind of just cool with like gibbering. Yeah. And gibbering with her friends. Whereas like a My Favorite Murder has a mission to accomplish. Exactly. They're going to tell you two stories of murder uh, with a comedic twist. Yes. Um, Watch What Crappens has a mission. When you listen to Watch What Crappens, you know what show they're going to recap for you. Yep. True Crime Obsessed, you know exactly what you're going to get. You Absolutely. just don't know which documentary. Yeah. Stassi is just so yeah out of her butt all the time. <laughs> like you, And you can kind of tell. I haven't listened to Stassi's podcast in quite a while, to be honest. 
But when I did, you could tell there's there's not a lot of prep going on here. No. There's a lot of stream of consciousness. That they send off to an editor who chops it down. Because mm-hmm. she'll be in the middle of talking to somebody on her podcast. And it's like, oh, have you heard about Lola Tampons? And I'm like, why are you talking to that person about that? Yeah. That was a weird set. Oh, your ad started. Got it. Yeah. And she doesn't even have a pause. So so I guess that's just our point. I guess it was to kind of drag on Stasi a little, a little bit. bit. And uh, also point out, like, you cannot call yourself a live podcast if you're not turning the show into a podcast. I agree with that. And if you're just replaying it, it's a comedic show that I'm just watching. Right. You're just uh, putting on a, I don't know, it's just a show. Just a show. Like, just lame stand-up comedy, maybe? (sighs) Disjointed, unwritten. Doesn't doesn't that even feel rude to comedy, even to call it lame? Yeah. (laughs) Because from what we saw in those um, comments, most people said that they walked out. Yeah, that a lot of people now just you, left. Saucy probably doesn't care if she's got your money. Yeah. But that doesn't look well. It doesn't bode well. And that place is not going to want you back. Well, yeah, for sure. The venue's not going to ask you back next time. Exactly. Yeah. Um. All right. Anything else on that, on Stas? No. Okay. I don't feel bad that I missed it. I felt nothing. I felt nothing. <laughs> I feel nothing. Um. I got to tell you a, based on a true happy hour experience that I had. Uh-huh. Um, so this is we do this sometimes where we, you know, erase uh, names and dates of, of yes. the innocent or the perpetrators maybe. Sure. But this is where Erica and I like to vent to each other. Like, I was out at a happy hour and some weird ass shit went down. Here's what it is. Yeah. So I was out with my guy uh-huh. at his regular hole in the wall bar. Yeah. Which this place Calling it a dive is um, nice. Yeah. This is a gritty, dirty, smoky bar with cheap cold beer, and that's what you do. It's also one of these, like, neighborhood community type bars. Like, most of the people that go to this bar, several of them golf cart there from, like, the community that's Uh behind the bar. But a lot of people live really close. So at this bar, almost everyone knows each other. And that doesn't mean they're all friends, but they will talk and they kind of had this little community. Like when I walk in with him, we have to go say hello to three or four people when sure. we sit down. Or we sit down and three or four people come over at least to say hello. They may yeah. not sit all night, but it's very much like cheers. Yeah. But a lot grittier, nastier, and darker. <laughs> anyway, and no laugh track. You know, so, <laughs> you know, he and I have been kind of like off and on for several years, but we've been on really consistently for the last while. So I've been in there with him pretty consistently. Yeah. So people are starting to get to know me. Uh-huh. So people know who I am. And I guess when, you know, if he is ever there without me, people are talking like, oh, there's a there's a girl. He's got a yeah. girl now. There's a woman coming around more often. He's off the market like this, you know, because yeah. these people talk about each other. So it was last, not this past Friday, the Friday before we were in, um, he and I had both gotten off of work and decided to happy hour, and the happy hour ran late, yeah. if you will. Like, it went, it uh-huh. was, like, pretty late at night. And this this lady who I had never talked to before started talking to me and telling me, like, how great she thinks he is, and he's so glad that she's with, you know, he's found someone. Uh-huh. And I, we haven't gotten to talk before, so we got to talking, and she was super-duper sweet, and she was just going on and on about what a great guy he is. Everyone in the bar just <laughs> loves him. And I'm like, yeah, I know, like – me too. And uh, she was like, but you know, I don't know much about him. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, you gotta, you really gotta pull info out of that one. He's, yeah. he's a tight lipped man. Um, but then she goes, okay, well, she was with her fiance and she goes, we're gonna wrap up and leave now, but we'll probably see you tomorrow because it's your golf day, right? 
What? And I was like, what now? <laughs> and she goes, oh. And I was like, well, yeah, actually we are planning on, because we usually golf every Saturday if yeah. his work schedule allows. It was a Friday night. And in fact, we did have a tea time the next day to play golf. And then we probably, we didn't wind up going to the bar, but we were planning to go there after. Yeah. So it wasn't wrong. But the, I could tell she in her eyes she slipped said she knows that on Saturday, just by watching us and never having like spoken to me before, yeah. she knows that we come in every Saturday with golf clothes on. Uh-huh. And the casualty with which she was like, all right, see you tomorrow after your golf game. And like, oh. she caught it in her eyes. She was like, um, You have to change bars. Yeah, we have to go to a different bar. You know, yeah. she just, she realized it too. She's like, it's very creepy of me that I watch other people and know their schedules, isn't it? And I went, uh. Yeah. Susan, was it? Yeah. Like, did you get your name? Yeah, you're a fucking weirdo. Uh-huh. So, you know, she's harmless. Sure. Everything's fine. And we didn't even wind up going in there the next night. But, uh, I, yeah, it, it stayed with me, if you will. <laughs> when I saw well, you yeah. next, I was like, do you think this is weird when I told you the story? And you were like, yeah, that's weird. It. It's definitely, it maybe is not as weird to actually notice because if I, you know, we yeah. notice people around like our complex, sure. our neighborhood, and you kind of get to know their habits and what yeah. time they're going to be out walking their dog or what have you. So like you do kind of watch other people and kind of get to know these things, but you don't fucking tell them you're watching them. No, but I do think it's just that bars like vibe. Uh, yeah. That, I, I, first thing I said to you was like, stop going there. Yeah. Find a new bar. I'm going to have to find a new man if I <laughs> go to a different bar. <laughs> All right, that's my based on a true happy hour. Well, it's funny that you had a funny situation happen in the last week because mm-hmm. I did too. Yes. Guys, separate happy hours. We don't always hang out together. In fact, we're not hanging out together out as often. No. We hang out at we home. We really don't, yeah. We don't go out all that much. If we do, it's like a real call for like cry for help. Though real quick, we did have a super fun day going to the winery up the road and oh, yeah, listening to live music with best friend of the pod, Beth, and like looking at crafts and drinking beer on Saturday. That was yeah. a fun day. That was a fun day. Not a happy hour. It was not. It was a happy day drinking. Day drinking. Yeah. Um. So I would out to you. What? Back to you. I'm sorry. Yeah. God, Amy. Sorry. So (laughs) selfish. Um, I went out last Wednesday with this guy, Ryan. We went and grabbed drinks and a few bites. And I was telling him about the show. Mm -hmm. And I was explaining to him about how we have this portion of the show, like, based on a true happy hour. And I was explaining to him the whole, like, woman across the street at, like, Seasons 52. Because I was in the same area that we were when we saw that woman at Seasons who had a drink but was out of her mind. And we tried to help her Uber and it went south. That turned into a nightmare hour. Yeah. So I'm telling him this story and he's like, that's so funny. And while I'm talking to him, I see – these three people come into the restaurant and sit at the table behind him. Mm-hmm. And um, an older woman in a wheelchair and two younger men. Like, she was probably in her 70s and these guys were probably in their late 40s, early 50s. And, like... Did you get Sons vibe off of them? I got Sons of Anarchy vibe. Mm. <laughs> okay. Um, but couldn't decide if maybe one was the son and the other was also a son or they were friends. I have no idea. But this woman had, like, wrist braces on, Uh like, braces, but then, like, friendship bracelets on top of it. Just very, like, you know, casual dress. It's not a super fancy place we went to, but we both were dressed nicely. Mm -hmm. And, like, the other guys, I mean, like, a serious, like, leather vest over a t-shirt. And they were fussing all over the woman, but, like, in a really doting way. Yeah. And... The surfers were coming over and laughing with them and slapping them on the back. And I'm like talking to this guy about our show, but I'm like, I'm like, clocking what is what's going happening on up here? behind us. 
So then, like, they're, you know, moving the tables around because, like I said, she was in a wheelchair. They pull up to the table. They're ordering burgers and drinks. I'm like, okay, don't pay attention, Erica. Don't pay attention, Erica. And I look up, and behind him, one of the guys is like, doesn't she look beautiful? And I look, and he's brushing her hair in the middle of of the restaurant. There was food service going on. You may not we brush hair. We fully had a pizza between the two of us and our oh. drinks. And I start laughing so hard I'm crying <laughs> because I've never seen somebody groom another person. And in, a to bar. The, in a bar. To the point where he had like a handheld mirror oh. for her to like see the back of her hair as he was brushing. Like I said, it was beautiful how they were doting on her but uh-huh. like at 7.30 at a restaurant and like he's like looking at me I'm like, I'm sorry, this is so rude and inappropriate. Like I am crying and he's like turn around he's like absolutely not and I was like well then go to the bathroom I was like go to the bathroom he got up and he walked to the bathroom and he came back and he's like holy shit and Mm -hmm. and he's like is this gonna be on the show I was like it is now and it literally (laughs) is now it literally is now it was so crazy I mean they eventually left and like the servers were like oh yeah they come here a couple times a week the taller guy is her caretaker Mm. we just don't know who the other guy is but man they're nice and they're just a sweet little leg Group of three who just have some burgers and drinks and, like, go about their business. And I was like, well, do they always comb her hair while she's here? And they were like, what? Oh, the service didn't see that? <laughs> no idea. They didn't see it. And I was like, because that's, like, a super OSHA situation. Yeah. And they were like, fuck, yeah, it yeah, is. disgusting. They're like, all right, we'll have to pay attention next time. They're like, we just let them do their thing. And I was like, no, dude, pay attention. They're combing hair and, like, Ugh. setting up shop. It was so <laughs> weird. It was so weird. I was like, why do I always see the strangest things? Why are people allowed? For the show. It's for the show. I guess God gave it to you so you could have something to talk about on our show. If not, I would just stare at you for 60 minutes. That's weird. Speaking of uh, staring at things, looking at things, that was my sad transition mm-hmm. into our next topic. Work on segues. New Year's resolution number seven. (laughs) Work on on podcast segues. All right. So something went down this week. It's one of those hot topics out there. Everyone's talking about it. And so must we. Yes. Um, so, uh, yeah, sorry, my phone just buzzed and it, like, distracted us both. Um, all right. Along with the monster storm that's happening outside. Yeah, Orlando's underwater at the moment. That's all right. We always swim back up to the top. (laughs) Hashtag Orlando Strong. Okay, well, Orlando Strong, that's a great transition. So, LBGTQ community. Oh, totally. We love and support. We've talked about how we consider ourselves such allies. Absolutely. Um, some of my best friends are gay. <laughs> I'm related to people who are gay. Crazy. Fantastic. It literally um, doesn't matter. Uh, so I have heard about this company, this wedding company, Zola. Oh. So it's like an online wedding website yeah. company. You know, like the knot was the big thing yeah. in the aughts and at the beginning of this decade, which is almost over. And if you listen to podcasts, Zola is often a sponsor of a lot of female-driven podcasts. Tons. It's really cool. Um, so they've broken into advertising on television. Great. And I happened to see this commercial a few days ago and you know, I was I was watching TV and I was like kind of playing on my uh, tablet at the same time and I looked up and I was I just saw the the bride, a traditional bride in a white dress. Um, and I'm like, what is this commercial? And then it kind of pans out a little bit farther and there's a woman in a white suit who is marrying her. So it's a lesbian couple being featured in a wedding commercial cool and i was like you know kudos great job zola i'm all about that so happy to be seeing more representation on television um moved along with my day 
Because it didn't matter to you. You moved along and didn't think about it like that because it's normal. Yeah, I didn't even like kind of stop and gawk. Like, no. Or just like tweet about it like, wow, like great job, Zola. You know, that's what I thought. But then yeah. I moved along because I feel like this is where we're progressing yeah. to. Or should we go That away. it's part of the fabric of society. It's not jarring. Yeah. Um, it's, it, you know, it's fantastic that we're being more inclusive in marketing. Yeah. Well, one million moms doesn't fucking seem to think so. They, they hate fun. They really, they really hate fucking fun. hate fun, and they hate fun on my favorite channel, which is the Hallmark Channel. Erica, why don't you tell us what Hallmark did? <sighs> so it right now is countdown to Christmas on Hallmark. We are talking seventy three thousand different. Christmas movies about somebody having to find love just in time for Christmas or finding the holiday spirit and saving a town called Christmas Cookie from the evil conglomerate Big City. However, (laughs) um, they also, during this time, aired this Zola commercial, Mm -hmm. which the One Million Moms got up in arms about and threatened to boycott Hallmark, which is what they do. They start a petition and they try to boycott things that go against their terrible version of values right so and instead of even bothering zola though because they don't give a no, shit about zola no. they come after hallmark for they go after the, the commercial. people who are making the money right and that's these kind of companies or you know corporations like hallmark and so hallmark immediately stopped the commercial and kind of was like oops we shouldn't Boo. have done that and Bad immediately hallmark. everybody was like whoa no 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 fuck you hallmark we're still watching your channel even though you don't feature a gay couple on your movies. There's not even a gay character in the background. Yeah. You gave us an ounce with this commercial featuring two lesbians, and now you're going to take it down? Go fuck yourself. And you're really shitty movies. Right. So within 24 hours, they banned the commercial. Then the blowback of that was so much stronger than the yeah. One Million Moms came to the table with. I see your One Million Moms, and I raise you One Billion People with Ethics exactly. and Morals. Suck off One Million Moms. I think they got like 20,000 names on that petition Truth. or whatever. They weren't like, a million strong. So the the blowback, Hallmark, Hallmark immediately reinstated the commercial and expected a pat on the back. And I still say, why don't you get up? And go fuck yourself, Hallmark. I couldn't agree more. I think that they should have had a bigger backbone. In the first place, yes. In the first place. I think that they know that their demographic is women and gay men. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And yes, sure, Mormon mommy bloggers, you know, moms who have A lot of them do. A lot of them do. But like, just look at the landscape and we always say this, like, when you look back on history, what side do you want to sit on? The right side? Mm-hmm. Or the side that had to stumble and pretend to learn along the way and was wrong? Always fight to be on the right side of history. And these 20,000 women weren't going to take you and your fucking greeting cards down. Hallmark is a massive, massive company. It would have taken a lot to take them down. This commercial wasn't going to do it with these moms. That's why the, I don't understand their initial reaction and what they were so afraid of, really. Like you say. Like, they... I mean, the conservative movement is large, and given the political atmosphere that's out, that's in office right now, um, you know, I get that it is scary to take up against conservatives because if that story had gained more traction, there would be more noise about canceling Hallmark. Um, While I am glad they quickly saw the error of their ways, they didn't until other people told them with louder voices that that was the wrong thing to do. So while I'm glad they reinstated, I'm just so disappointed that they they took it off at all. And I'm really disappointed just in the corporate environment in America in general that this basic, um, this this 
thing about human rights, which no matter what the administration is trying, is clearly trudging forward as being more and more accepted by more and more, not just Americans, but people around the world. Yeah. And for you to even consider removing the commercial, once you already approved it, you let Zola buy airspace, you knew what you were airing. You took their money. You you already knew to be so wimpy and to let down this important, guess what, demographic with a lot of money, the LGBTQ community. They own Christmas in the wedding industry. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Like you said earlier, gays love Hallmark. Oh my God, totally. Um, I, I just don't know what the fuck they were doing and I'm so disappointed in them. Me too. And all of it always goes back to like when you see um, these kind of commercials or, you know, two, two, uh, a couple of the same sex like kissing on TV. Yes, guys, I'm going to like preface that I really hate them about to quote Louis C.K. because mm. we really did me to him and like exnay him from society for being a bad person. But everybody always says things like, well, what am I to tell my children? And he had such a great quote when he was like, I don't care. They're your shitty children. You fucking talk to them and explain to them that two men love each other. Mm-hmm. That is not my responsibility. I am not owed – your children are not owed my opinions and how I think. It's just this is the way it is. Yes. Fuck, scientists have even said that, like, in the wild, homosexuality, like, runs free. Like, get over it. And also – what are you doing watching commercials? Fast forward. <laughs> exactly. Honestly. Do I was you like, not what? have DVR? Fast forward if I heard about this whole thing. Deal. And I was like, that's a great commercial. If I saw it, I would have to go online, Google the commercial, yeah. like the Peloton ad. When that <laughs> had a whole like hubaloo, I had to go Google it because I don't fucking watch commercials. I fast forward through them. Well, that's the other part. Yeah. So like. Well, I happened to catch it because I just didn't get to the remote fast enough. Of course. And then I was like, And oh, sometimes it happens. Good for sometimes them. that happens. But I agree. I want Hallmark to do better. Yes, they got a pat on the back. They also get a bit of a middle finger at the same time because mm-hmm. you did bad and then you course corrected and you want a medal. But also secondarily, next year, I want movies with a gay character. Mm-hmm. I want to see two gays people fall in love. Mm-hmm. Show me real life. It's already not real anyway, these fake crappy movies. But like, yeah, play into your demographic. I will throw one thing out there. Um, my favorite television show, 90 Day Fiance. Uh-oh, are they? Yeah. So they have had many, many interracial couples on. Um, so they're, you know, they're there. Uh, but they released a trailer for season four of Before the 90 Days okay. today that will start in February featuring a lesbian couple. That's great. An American woman who's in love with a woman who lives in Europe. That's amazing. Yeah. No, that progressive progressivity. And so you don't just say that you're inclusive. Showing that you're inclusive is what's really important. And so I got to hand it to my 90 day. Some people may say too late. You know, yeah. if we're already this many seasons in, but um, better late than never. Better at this. late than than never. And I do also love that they didn't make a big fucking deal about it. Just they dropped it. the trailer. They showed that this couple was on, yeah. and they didn't do any like record scratch music no, track or anything. Yeah. It just um, you just see is. the one character say, I- "I've met my soulmate. They live in Europe. My soulmate is a woman." And then you cut to the to the other woman like through a yeah. Skype commercial. And I was like, that's the right way to handle it. Absolutely. Instead of being like, it's the biggest season ever because we're doing something. Because Bachelor shit would have done that. Oh, yeah. Bachelor would have played it out and done it during well, sweeps weeks. When and they had the black, when they had Rachel Lindsay, the first black yeah. bachelorette, I mean, you saw it everywhere. Oh, my God. 
everywhere. They, they made such a big deal. They were so like, fucking shit. proud of themselves. They were patting themselves on the back all over that I do appreciate. You know, 90 Day Fiance is trash, but in general, just it's in the fabric of America. It's not treated as special. It's just treated as you know, love is yeah, love is love is love. Right? Yes. Well, speaking of things that I love. Yeah? It is Christmas. And we have one more thing to talk about. Yes. Before we go. Amy. Mm-hmm. What's on your mind this Christmas? I'm having I'm having a tough Christmas. You are. Adina Menzel released her second holiday album this year. And I have been listening to more Christmas music than I typically do this season. I don't know why. Maybe the spirit really is in me. So I've been listening to the Holly Station on my Sirius in my car. And I swear to God, every single time I'm in the car, I hear Adina Menzel's version of White Christmas oh. that just released this year. And it's fine. It's a little like... She knows how good she is, and she just she's just really painting it on thick, yeah. you know. And it's a little what I like to call masturbatory, yeah. Um, when I think artists are just like showing off for themselves more so than their audience, oh yeah. But then, like just in general, seeing her in um, articles and uh, interviews and just her general ness lately, I'm wondering if I'm turning on my girl. Because, guys, if I have not related on podcasts <laughs> before, I'm a massive Adina Menzel fan. In our old podcast nook, there was a framed photo of Adina Menzel as Elphaba from Wicked. Yes. Like, watching down over the podcast. I first learned who she was when I listened to the El- uh, Wicked soundtrack. I didn't get to see her in Broadway perform Elphaba. But uh, she did come to Orlando and play a venue she could never play now, the um, House of Blues at uh-huh. Disney Springs. I saw that show with Best Friend of the Pod, Beth. That's, now that is a story for, if we had a Patreon, that would be a story for that, would be. for that night. So I saw her in concert before she was even a big deal. Yeah. Um, she did have, you know, Wicked under her belt then. So everyone was saying, she had, she had to sing Define Gravity, which she did. Again, Rent was still and a pretty rent, big right. thing well, under her. yes, she has a, a Tony for that. Yes. But I have, you guys, I have seen her in two more live concerts then, that uh, one at which at uh, Radio City Music Hall, and I loved that night. I have been a, an actual fan of her. I've bought her actual albums that she's recorded original music and released. Mm. <laughs> but I defended them anyway because she was like a queen to me. Then when she was cast in Frozen and like, I, you know, Frozen just blew up so big. I was so happy for her. Yeah. So I, I'm saying like, I'm not a bandwagon fan. I've been a real fan yeah. for a long time. I kind of feel like the the wheels are falling off my wagon. Yeah, it was really weird. We were at the um, winery this past Saturday, you know, eating some Greek food randomly at a winery and having beers. It was, it was so great. And we're all eating and you just kind of looked up and went, so I think I hate Adina Menzel now. And it was just like, <laughs> what? I had to speak my truth. <laughs> yeah, you could see that like your shoulders like relax. Like the weight just like float off your chest. I got it off. And I was like, by the way, yes, sec I'm not a stan of Adina. I think she's a great singer. I would never take that from her, but I saw Frozen 2 recently, and so I've seen her in a lot of interviews, and man is she shitty and condescending to people. Right? It's like, yeah, girl, you know you can sing. Cool. Remind yourself you're sitting next to Kristen Bell. Literally America's sweetheart. For sure. You need to work harder sitting next to her. And Josh Gad, who we all want a warm hug from. Right? I've and, had one, by the way. It is a nice hug. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> and so, like, she has just been, I think, grating in interviews and just 
on a high horse. And then she did do a Christmas album a few years ago. It mm-hmm. was fine. That's she right. did another one. We both listened to it the other day. And nothing on that album was for anybody other than herself. Yeah, we didn't need more Christmas music from Adina Menzel. No. Listen, yeah. Buble doesn't even keep doing it. He did the one and he was like, hit, Come out. hit repeat. He's going to re-release is, it every year. Yeah. Yes. But we don't need more. We don't need this. Uh-uh. And you're, you're just doing it because, and of course you timed it with the year that Frozen 2 comes out. Sure. Because you know this is how you're going to make money off of it. And, you know, her producer or whomever is um, her manager has got it, like I said, on serious on basic repeat. It's her, Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas, one, like, old song, and then back to Adina. Can I stop? Mm-hmm. Mariah Carey, yeah. All I Want for Christmas, Yes, for the first time since its release uh-huh. 25 years ago, mm-hmm. finally hit number one on the billboards. What's different about it this year? It's like it's a juggernaut of the Christmas season every year as far as I'm concerned. But it's never been number one on the billboard ever. Mm-hmm. It is the – some stat came out that it was like it's the longest running – like song, uh-huh. it took its longest time to get to number one or something like that. And it's just like, good for her. Okay. It's still a fantastic song. I love it. It it's makes me happy every, every time. time. It's, okay, Google, wake me up with Christmas music. And that plays every All morning. I want for Christmas. Okay, I'm not the yeah, I'm not Mariah. If it was you, I would be like, not Mariah Carey. okay, Google, snooze. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I mean, you think you hate Adina Menzel. I, no, I'm just wondering. It's like just a new wondering. thought in my well, brain. So, question. Giving me an internal struggle. Would mm-hmm. we say Adina Menzel is disinvited from our next happy hour yeah girl can't come yeah i'm sorry dina you you may get your shit together and we'll reevaluate next season <laughs> yes and as of next, right now you know what? i'll get i'll reevaluate next quarter right actually we'll give you a quarterly review okay quarterly review days. we'll touch days. base we'll see if she's invited back to the happy hour but as of right now she needs to sit on the other side of the bar yeah deansy can't come this week no Sorry. Hey guys, we're not coming next week either. Um, <laughs> back. Coming back, back next we're week. <laughs> coming back on the mic. Um, next week is, of course, Thanksgiving, and we're going to take a vacation. Oh. I was going to say it's Christmas. Um, and so I will be celebrating oh. Christmas while wow. Amy celebrates Thanksgiving. Again. And in fact, Christmas Eve is next Tuesday. It's my dad's birthday. So Christmas in Jarvisville is a solid 48 hours, and one must stretch and get their liver ready for the amount of partying and hanging out. That we do. I cannot wait. I'm looking forward to it for you. Thanks. Um, But guys, guess what? Tuesday after that is New Year's Eve. And as tradition foretells, (laughs) um, Eric and I will be coming back with our probably our favorite show to do of the year. Um, And I guess this will be the very first happy hour rewind rewind. Yeah. So we're going to recap 2019. What our our favorite things were. The funniest things that we did on the mic. And celebrate the weird the stories that happened, honestly, behind the scenes that you guys don't entirely know about that we're excited to share. Oh, yeah. We can give some nuts. We dirt. got some little dirt, little nuggets for you. But regardless, enjoy your holidays. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're celebrating, be safe. Have fun. Drink a lot of alcohol. Um, listen to our show. Play it at the Christmas dinner for all I fucking care. Yeah, that'd be Invite great. your parents to listen. And if you're in Europe... Listen there too, wherever you guys are. Rate, review, subscribe, uh, be all those things. And as always, do not forget to to be be kind and and rewind. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Christmas time magic? Yeah, turn it off.
to check our mics first, right? Checking our mics. Man, I wish we could have that fan on tonight. That feels sticky in here, doesn't it? It kind of does, especially since I just washed my face and just like put a little mm. bit of like a serum on, and then you're always like, Ugh, I'm tacky. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, I'm not tacky. Mm. How dare you? I feel tacky. Bag to different. <laughs> Is there a difference? I'm gonna try this one. Oh yeah, it looks good. That is good. I expected it to be more coffee and chocolate. Oh, there's the chocolate. Ah, 